Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the 7 most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about 7 minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. What's up? This is your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. It is straight into Vegas on a Friday into a Saturday. Steve Cofield, RJ Bell across the way. Mr. Cofield, what a night. What a night. We've got Urban Meyer talk. And you mentioned, (laughs) and tell me if this is correct, how many hours of discussion on Urban Meyer have you done the last few days? Now, you do 15 hours of local Vegas radio a week. Right. You do uh, serious uh, shows, entire shows. Uh, do fill shows, in. shows on Mad Dog and uh, ESPNU Radio. Okay, so how much Urban Meyer talk has there been? So I'd say the last three days I probably did eight hours, and including the, the last two on Mad Dog, just one spot down on Sirius XM on Channel 82 or on 83. Uh, it was pretty solid five, five and a half hours of calls. The country is exploding over the Ohio State scandal. And let me tell you, well, first there off, are a ton of amateur lawyers out there. Because this is a very legal story when you talk about Urban Meyer and Ohio State and the Smiths. Well, listen, there's a bunch of amateur lawyers lawyers on Twitter, too, <laughs> That's, right? So I think everywhere, apparently. Well, this is great, yeah. because I was on with JT and Looney Thursday night and approached it, I think, very differently than anyone I've heard. I was on with the, uh, Steve Gorman today, approached it very differently. The feedback on Twitter, at RJ in Vegas for me, has been quite strong. It's like, wow, that's a thoughtful take. Now... Full disclosure for our many... Oh, we're going to do this. Full disclosure is important. <laughs> for our many <laughs> listeners, uh, regular listeners, I am an, a graduate of The Ohio State University. Would have never known. Well, Would've you known. know, I mean, listen. Every, every once in a while, the fight music plays. Every once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. But that it's, doesn't mean you can't be objective. Now, what's funny is we did our podcast every week 
Tuesday night recording released on Wednesday, and it was before the news broke. So I was, we were just busting on Michigan, or at least I was the entire 90 minute podcast. Well, not the entire, but a big chunk of it. Let's be candid. Hmm. And then by the morning, the news, I think Wednesday morning, the news had broken. And uh, yeah, maybe I wouldn't have been a celebratory. <laughs> All right, let's do this first, though. Yeah. Everyone's talking about this Trump tweet. Now, straight out of Vegas, you may not know, is straight out of Vegas. And we're about the cash, right? We're about. You don't have to bet. In fact, I think probably less than half of our listeners bet. But what the feedback we get is we love the Vegas take, right? Because we know you guys are willing to bet on your opinion. There's a lot of hot takes out there, but cold cash over hot takes. So it's not about so much, oh, here's some advice to bet, though we give that. It's about the Vegas perspective. And what is that? It's about you set the BS aside and you focus on the truth, or at least the truth we can ascertain, the logic. And to me, the beauty of this show is we don't have to spend too much time if there isn't, let's say, something that's going to affect the games themselves. So to me on this Trump tweet with LeBron, go on Twitter and it's pretty much 50% are okay Finally, the president punched back, and it was time, and about 50%. Now, on Twitter, there's probably a little more of a left-leaning crowd, so maybe it's 65-35 on Twitter, which is, uh, you know, LeBron's doing all this for the kids, and how dare he be uh, impugned his reputation. So, to me, I'm not a political expert, so I'm not one to talk much politics, But a few things I found interesting in the tweet. One, LeBron has been punching at President Trump, you know, more than a few times. How so? Well, I'm just to tell the audience if they're not familiar with his comments about divide. He basically he said President Trump is using sports to divide people. Yeah, I think that was a prominent one. And, I mean, if you went back and looked at all of his statements in the last two years. I think you might have called him a bum a while back. (laughs) Yeah. I think LeBron called the president a bum. So let's let's just say that that, uh, this is the classic counterpunch. Mm -hmm. Now, we can say, oh, well, it's a low blow and all that. And that's everyone's decision. I do find it interesting. And I'm not sure if any... Top 100 person. And when I say top 100, let's say worldwide awareness. If you just stack the 100 people who are the most known in the world, LeBron's in that list. I don't think any top 100 person has come at Trump without Trump responding. The Pope came at Trump, and he responded the same day. It's curious to me as a, quite frankly, an aficionado of the communications in 2018. I love to see the way people communicate, how effective it is. And obviously, President Trump, love him or hate him, has changed the game when it comes to communication and uh, in, in social media with today. Game done changed. Game the same, just got more fits. It's a different game. <laughs> and the, uh, to me, the fact that he hasn't gone back at LeBron until tonight tells me he looks at that as a dangerous counterpunch. Really? Well, why not? So he held back. 
and, until he thought he had the right thing to say. And, and from what I can see, if you're from Trump, President Trump's perspective, and I, I tend to call all the presidents president, um, from President Trump's perspective, I think he probably picked the right time. Because from what I see, half the people that disagree with him are saying, horrible tweet, but if you try to make it about racism, you're wrong. And the other half are saying, and Bill Simmons had a tweet that's getting a lot of attention saying, oh, this feels racist. So if you can split, as Junior Soprano said on The Sopranos, the key is to split your opposition and have them fighting each other. It feels like that you've got the Trump camp, you've got the anti-Trump camp, but amongst the anti-Trump camp with this tweet, it, it seems to be split about 50-50. Is this, was this a racist tweet or not? And if that's the common, if that is the battle, then it probably comes out pretty well for the president. Again, the tweet from the president was LeBron James was just interviewed by the dumbest man on television, Don Lemon. He made LeBron look smart, which isn't easy to do. I like Mike. And to me, that I like Mike is the interesting part, right? Because if you do want to say racism, oh, he says, uh, so, you know, Lemon, black, oh, he's dumb. LeBron, black, he's dumb. Okay, you can make the case, oh, wow, there seems to be a theme here. But, you know, let's just uh, be candid. Trump calls a lot of people dumb, right? And he, pretty much anyone that disagrees with him. And also the fact you say, I like Mike. Well, when I was reading through the Bill Simmons thread, it was like the people saying, oh, I don't like this tweet, but how can you say it's racist? Are saying, well, Michael Jordan's black, so if he likes Mike, what does that mean? So it seems like there's enough there that uh, people, as I heard Jason say leading into the, our show, uh, this is probably going to be the lead discussion uh, through Monday, I would guess. So you mentioned the most important thing for us, aside from some commentary, is the Vegas truth on this. And I'm trying to think of how this could be actionable if LeBron, because obviously you're not betting on President Trump, at least not now, unless you know you look forward to elections uh, down the road. But now the guy you could bet on is LeBron and the Lakers. Is there something actionable? Like if LeBron kept the fight up and kept going crazy, is there a chance that Vegas could look at Laker road spots where they say go into President Trump's strongholds and he'd really be going into uh, you know a furious Ooh. atmosphere? I wouldn't have thought of that. Like, what would be the what would be the most negative reaction LeBron is going to get? I mean, he's already the enemy of a lot of you know teams when he's on the road. But would it be the Pacers in Indiana? Would it be the Mavs or yeah, you know, so, going so, to Houston? So like, saying, where, would the, where would the most vitriol and nastiness come from on the road in the NBA? So you're saying part of the handicapping algorithm would be how many points did Trump win the state by. That's interesting, actually. I'm not, I don't know if it's well, true. That's no. why I'm asking you. I wonder yeah. if, if Vegas and Sharks well, the would good consider news, that. The good news is we'll have a chance to see, yeah. right, like where you can kind of sit back the first game or two that he plays in, in a very red state and see if the crowd is more worked up. That, that could be the case. But then you almost got to wonder – if the players, uh, regardless if you're in a red state or not, I think a vast majority of players are going to side with LeBron. If their crowd's going nuts for LeBron, or against LeBron, do they potentially, uh, the players start to feel ambivalent about winning for their crowd because they feel like the crowd is being unfair? That's another thing that may be actionable. What if, what if we pointed out constantly about NFL versus NBA and the way they've handled protests, that the NBA has been pretty buttoned up and pretty organized, and they haven't gone down this path on the court? 
what if you know a large collection but, but, of NBA but, players looks at us and, go, and says, "We, you know, we have to do something. We got to back our guy, LeBron James." See, I disagree with your take there. I agree with the first half, Cofield, which is, and by the way, straight out of Vegas, I'm R.J. Bell, Steve Cofield. I think the situation where the NBA has given so much respect to the players, and it's such. Uh, to a greater degree, a partnership, it feels like, than the NFL. That if the NBA says, hey, this is one we don't think we can win on, you know, you guys have a ton of freedom, please let's not get into this anthem problem because it's a problem. What do you think Silver Adam Silver will do? I actually think he'll step up and say something oh, on behalf of the players. I, I don't think he'll stand back. Yeah, and he'll say, and and again, I do think that the caught, you know, the famous Michael Jordan line, and it is going to be interesting. Is Jordan going to step up and say something? Because a, a well, you know, a retweet, you know, like if Michael, boy, this is actually, I think, a good one. If he just retweeted President Trump and said, "Well, I don't like you," like that tweet would get a ton of love. But there's the fa- from obviously the anti-Trumpers. But to me, it's back to the famous line from Michael Jordan, Republicans buy shoes too, right? Now, and he's never really wavered from that. He really There was one time about two years ago, I think right before the 16 election, where LeBron was getting a ton of praise for his activism, and it was in contrast to Michael, and Michael stepped up and said some things. I don't remember exactly, but that, that to me, was the only exception. He's been, he's been pretty consistent. So... As we move into the Urban Meyer discussion, I'll just ask you, because I'll give you my number. What's the percentage that Meyer stays over? He's gone. Okay, I'm going to give you my take on that. And we actually have odds on that. And I actually disagree with the odds. Coming up, straight out of Vegas, Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas! Straight out of Vegas, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. Right now, on the strip, it's 99 degrees, and the neon is flowing, as always. So we were giving you the Vegas truth on a big story in sports and elsewhere. President Trump going after, I guess, first Don Lemon, calling him stupid, and then saying, hey, good job, <laughs> good job, Don. You made LeBron look smart, which is not easy to do. And then he closed it out by saying, I like Mike. You know, and the whole Mike, uh, Michael Jordan versus LeBron James uh, battle over the years in the debate. So you had an interesting point about uh, Clay Travis and his stories around uh, LeBron and Trump. Well, I, I to me, Clay does a great job of having a political point of view. You know, obviously some people agree, some people disagree with his political point, but he's got one. And I do enjoy that it's different than the, I mean, to me, I, I don't care if everyone was left, I'd want to hear more right. If everyone's right, I'd want to hear more left because I like to hear both sides because politically I probably have a hodgepodge, you know, more libertarian for me. I'm more like let people do their thing as long as they're not hurting somebody else. Now, probably not a big surprise being a Vegas guy that I'm libertarian, but <laughs> it's true. Uh, you know, I think what's interesting, too, is this might help, and it's a good transition, this might help Urban Meyer. Because when it comes to that intersection of politics and sports, Urban Meyer has been all the rage, that discussion, and the situation at Ohio State. 
And I don't think I think it's clearly the second story no doubt. now. I, yeah, I already know second story on Monday. No matter what, I mean, I guess something else could happen the next two days. But Monday, doing three hours of radio, Trump v. LeBron is going to be the number one story. And I just told you, uh, doing Sirius XM on uh, Mad Dog Radio, I did six hours of Urban Meyer Thursday, Friday. So, I'm, but I'm not doing that Monday because I know this is the top story. So people always say, RJ, you could take either side of the debate and win. It's not fair. You've had all these hours to prep. I'll be interested to hear your take because I've got a different take on this Urban Meyer situation, I think, than most. So 45 seconds, what is the Steve Cofield take? Uh, well, I'm, I'm going to answer the question that I threw out before the break, which is I think it's uh, 75% he stays, 25% he's gone. Okay. now the Which off- is way out of line with the odds. The odds right now, you always step on the odds. Like, you give the answer to the odds always <laughs> instead of the reveal, right? You need to watch, like, magicians. There's the reveal. Okay, so breaking news. No. <laughs> no, I'm just going to do it just to do the breaking news just to Forget say Forget what it. I said. <laughs> the current odds on Urban Meyer actually is about 33% that he stays 67, 66, that he goes. So it's about minus 200. He won't be back at Ohio State. I personally agree with you that it's well past 50% that he stays. Now, let me ask you, and, and, and here's the thing, and, and we were talking on the Gormans, and, uh, or I was, to Steve Gorman, and I think it's very important to realize this. If you turned on the radio... Six hours after the story broke, you heard one set of takes. If you turned it on 18 hours later, so let's say 24 hours after the story broke, it was a different takes because the story changed. And now today, Urban Meyer comes out with a statement. The coach that got fired had a statement. And then you're hearing different takes. So one thing I would caution is, hey, I get it. It's not good talk radio to say, well, we've got to wait till the facts are in mm-hmm. because when the facts are in, the story's over, which is kind of, you know, we can talk about how wise that is. It just is. So let's give all the talk radio guys a break, sports or politics, that they got to talk about it while it's happening. But please, or at least what I hope to do is say, given the current givens, here's my take, but I'm open to the fact there's going to be new information emerging. So maybe that's be interesting, Cofield, to get your take, how it evolved. First instinct on the initial report all the way through now, what's been the evolution? Uh, I was 50-50 on it, you know, stay or go. No, no, I'm not, I'm not talking about predicting if he's well, staying. I'm, I'm, getting, I'm getting there. Okay. I was 50-50 on whether he should stay, whether I believed he should stay or go. After reading the statement, I'm probably more on the, like I just said, 75-25. But I also, I don't. I don't process this stuff purely through emotion because I've, I've gotten to the point now, I, t- I tell you all the time, I like to lean on a legal insider, and I realize there are legal ramifications in all of these stories. Moves are not made without considering the legal ramifications, and that statement today was an ater- essentially an attorney-written statement for the most part. doesn't mean it's not true. <laughs> right? Do I, I don't know. I don't know if you reported it. To his well, superiors. Well, what, what I'm saying yeah. is it, it doesn't mean it's true. 
Yeah. It doesn't mean it's not true. If Urban Meyer was stupid enough to put out a statement that wasn't okayed by his attorney, mm-hmm. then he's too stupid to be a coach. Mm-hmm. And we know he's not stupid, right? So the fact that it was lawyered up yeah. only shows he's not stupid. Right? Mm-hmm. The, the doesn't change if it's true or not. Here's my take on the truth of the statement. Right. Urban Meyer cannot possibly think that he could lie about this and get away with Again, it. Again, right. right. He learned his lesson after well, 10 days of trying to hide behind what he was saying at Media Day, which was ridiculous. But again, lie, lying to the media or, or omitting to the media is not a crime. He lied. And, and it wasn't omitting. He lied straight up. He said he knew nothing about it. He said it twice. Did he say, I, but here's the thing. He knew nothing about what? He said he knew nothing about the 2015 incident. I found out last night. He said that on July 24th. He said he found out July 23rd. He also went on top of that and said, not only did I not know about it, but I called the office when I found out and asked, hey, do you guys know about this? And he said the people in the office, whatever office this was, they said, hey, we don't know about it either. Okay. So, and and again, you have spent a lot of time on this story, so I'm going to defer to you on, on the decimal point details. Mm-hmm. Is So you're saying that during the press conference that we're talking about with, with the lying, um, uh, that the question was asked – and he answered it in a way that it, he, he, he it was couldn't an absolute, spit it. It, he was an ab- spit it was an absolute. He said, okay. I, I did not know anything about it, and he said it twice. Okay. So obviously his take on that's going to be, hey, this was something that was private. Uh, we, you know, I'm not sure what would have been gained from it being public. He actually said in the statement, I was not prepared to answer the questions. That was my mistake. He admitted his mistake. Okay. So, and, and here's the thing. Lie, like, I think this is where you're going. Lying to the media is not a crime. No, uh, agreed. He didn't commit any crime by lying to the media. There's nothing Ohio State or anyone else can do about that. Now, well, I mean, uh, you could fire a coach. I mean, I mean not morals, for cause. Yeah, morals right? and ethics, but, but, but you know, legally I don't think they would come at him because he fibbed. No, and it's not about for cause. The question is, do you want this guy to be your head coach? Right. And I think if the case can be made that he was trying to – he didn't want to speak. Now, again, now you could easily say, as an Ohio State grad, I'm, I, I still want to be honest, though, you could easily say – hey, listen, this is something that I, I'm not ready to talk about and I'm not prepared to talk about, so no comment. Which I, I wish he had said that. Yeah. So I'm let, sure he wishes he had said that. Let's give him a, a clear demerit for that. Right. Now, I don't think that's a fireable offense. Nope. So let's put that over on the negative side, and let's assume his statement is correct, where when it was prepared, lawyered up, mm-hmm. and said, I reported this, et cetera. Now the question is, what else could be what could you possibly fire him for? Let's, let's say you're an anti-Urban Meyer guy, so you're going to try to spin it a little bit to his negative, but you don't want to overspin. How does he get fired if what he said is true? Yeah, unless there's something else we haven't seen in the contract that you know expressly points out but why something would, why along But why would those... Ohio State even want to fire him? I mean, they want to keep him. Let's get that straight. Urban Meyer is one of the three or four best coaches in football. I know. I was reading, and I didn't see the specifics. There were some changes in his contract. I don't know if there were new, like, next-level morals and ethics issues that were put in there or outs that were put in there. I mean, Ohio State is fighting on several fronts with an issue with the diving coach and then going back with the wrestling team and this doctor in the 80s and 90s. So I don't know if they put something new in their contracts with the coaches. But you're right. It doesn't seem like if he sent it up the chain and reported it, as he said, he followed protocol, that they would have cause to fire him. I I think that is way too weak. Not only wouldn't they have cause. I don't even know about cause. I'm not a lawyer. Right. Right. What I know is they wouldn't want to. 
right? They, there's no way they'd want to. In fact, you should. Here's my case. Assume, and if this isn't true, it's a moot point, mm-hmm. right? We can only go by what's been said so far. But if what if Meyer's statement is true, I think you put him up to be like this is what a coach is supposed to do. Because whenever you say, well, that's wrong, the next question is, well, what's right? So if you're saying, you know, Coach Meyer should have done more, what should he have done? Like the police knew about, what what was it, six or seven of these instances? Supposedly had a police report involved? Uh, Nine times they went to the house. Okay. Yeah. So the police are involved nine times, and at no point were there even any files charged, correct? Correct. It's not... Beat him, beat him in court kind of thing. It was like, this isn't even worth bringing up. Mm-hmm. Now, we could make the case, well, coaches get special treatment. And if so, let's examine that. That's a whole different conversation and, and probably one that needs to be had in small towns. I don't think Columbus, Ohio, that's probably the case, right? I mean, having been in Columbus for, what, five years of my life, it, you know, what are, there's almost two million people in the metropolitan area this is not some cow town that people you know if you and columbus isn't one of those towns because they don't have a major league sports team uh, a professional that people think of as you know one of the big cities in the country but it's certainly in that second tier for sure so to me and i think this is what we'll get into after the update is if you're saying meyer if his statement is true and you're saying that's not enough what should he have done? I'm not sure there's a good answer to that. I, I think I can answer, but we'll get to uh, Kevin Figures with the latest. All right, guys, we'll start on the Diamond Friday night where the Astros brought, brought back some good memories for their hometown crowd. This actually got another victory in Los Angeles. 2-1 to one was the final. Justin Verlander striking out 14 Dodgers on the night. That ties him for a career high as he picked up his 11th victory of the season. Elsewhere, Paul Goldschmidt hit his 24th home run of the year, leading Arizona over the Giants 6-3. Diamondbacks and Dodgers now tied atop the National League West. Braves beat Jacob DeGrom for the fifth time this season. 2-1 was the final in New York as Atlanta remains a half game behind Philadelphia in the NL East. That's because Philly beat the Marlins 5-1. Wins as well for the Blue Jays, Angels, and the Boston Red Sox. Online car shopping can be confusing. Not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car, so visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. And the UFC, Conor McGregor will return to the Octagon on October 6th at UFC 229 in Las Vegas. Second round of the Bridgestone Invitation, no Justin Thomas and a couple of others tied for the lead, while Tiger Woods is tied for 10th at five shots back. And in CFL news, Johnny Manziel was 11 for 20 through four interceptions in his debut for the Montreal Alouettes and was benched in the fourth quarter. Back to straight out of Vegas. All right, talking Urban Meyer. Thank you, Kevin. And what could be coming in the future as the odds were pulled down yesterday, all the future odds in Vegas. We'll get you the update on if the odds are back up and what the numbers look like and maybe where you should go. But you were asking what Urban Meyer should have done back in 2015 when he knew about this issue with Zach Smith. Yeah, it's a question I'm asking you. And luckily, you know, here's what the listener should know. We've got at the bottom of the hour as host on Fox Sports Radio, we've got discretion on when we can go to the update. You know, a couple minutes each way. We could go at 28, 29, 30, 31. But right when I asked Cofield a tough question, <laughs> he goes, well, let's go to break. So <laughs> let's, let, let's accept that you delayed here a little bit. I mean, I'm not, nah. I'm not saying <laughs> that you did it purposely. What's your answer? And to rephrase the question, yeah. 
is if you're going to be critical of Urban Meyer, assuming his statement is true, then what's the better, what would have been his better action? Back in 2015, he should have got rid of him. He should have cleaned up the problem, helped this woman, uh, frankly, helped this guy, because essentially, and this is a debate, you know, are you helping him by taking away his livelihood or are you helping him by keeping around? I think he's actually enabled by keeping him on the staff. Here's the thing. This is the way I look at it, right? Other people may look at but, it differently. But, but, and I'm not, but, once, I'm not it, but once again, what would the like? Uh, assume you're writing up right. the dismissal because, mm-hmm. like you said, there is legal side. You know, there's legal elements on both sides. This coach has rights too. Right. A murderer has rights, right? right? So, okay, yeah. is would you say? Well, the police have been called. No charges have been filed. And your wife told my wife, or your, uh, you know, the woman, the, we'll say the victim. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I only say we'll say because, again, we don't know exactly what happened. At least I don't. And if there's facts out there I don't know, I apologize. I always want to be safe with his stuff and show respect on both sides. Is it, you know, but the, you know, your wife told my wife that you got to, you know, whatever, whatever she told her. Let's, I won't try to quote it verbatim. And thus I'm going to fire you. That doesn't sound right to me. Let, let me restate it. I think you put him on administrative leave. This is Zach Smith, and you do an internal investigation, and I, you also have so, to present so the evidence. So literally, you're going to do the job of the police, the, the uh, coaching no, staff. I just, I didn't finish. Do you have the GA do I, it? I didn't finish. All right. You do an internal investigation Who's of what's you? going on the school, and you turn over this evidence that your wife got, text and pictures to the police, and. Have the process play out and make a decision after the season. But couldn't you make the case that the wife got Urban Meyer's wife mm-hmm. got the proof from the victim, mm-hmm. and thus wouldn't it be her place to turn it out if she's? It not is her. Tr- You're right. By Title IX law, it is her place as a an employee of the university that she has to go through the same protocol that Urban Meyer does. Oh, okay, but what I'm saying is, if if this is your friend. Mm-hmm. And she's, for whatever reason, right. and, and I get the whole, we're not in any way blaming a wife who, let's say, right. let's speak hype or broadly here, that gets hit, that chooses not to press charges, because obviously there's complications with all of that, right? That makes it hard sometimes to do it. And I think you've got to respect that. But to some degree, if you're friends with her and she's choosing not to do it, boy, that's a big step if you do it for her. I mean, that is a big Sometimes step. you have to do that. Yeah, but boy, you're setting bat- the bar. Battered, battered women generally are afraid to follow through and, and end the whole thing and you know, try to press charges. But doesn't charges. that cut both ways is you got to let – you can't take their agency away and tell them you know best if you're their friend. I mean – It's a good debate. Uh, it is. Yeah. And the fact that there's two sides to it means how, how sanctimonious can anyone be? But of all the things you said, Cofield, here's what I agree with the most – it shouldn't be the coach's decision. And I said this on Houston radio today. I said, well, he had to go to Urban Meyer should have went to his bosses. They're like, Urban Meyer's the boss. It's like, well, if Urban Meyer's the boss, then how could he possibly get fired here? Bosses don't usually fire themselves, Mm -hmm. right? The fact that he could get fired means he has a boss. He's got power like a boss, but he's ultimately not the boss. And if you if you read all the material today... He's a middle manager, meaning he's got his department that he's the boss of, and there's many departments. You, you know how many people go to Ohio State? There's like 100,000 people that either go to school there or work there. Mm-hmm. 
And the football program's big, mm-hmm. but it's one piece of a big, big pie. Well, and we saw the setup today. Uh, Gene Smith is now the one who, if, if uh, the protocol was followed and there's emails and all the documentation from Urban Meyer, then Gene Smith, the athletic director, is the one who's ultimately on the griddle. If he did something wrong. Or, but, or I guess it could be the president of the university if Gene Smith then reported it to the president. If it went all the way up to the top. And here's the thing, and I, and I think we've got to say this once. First, though, straight out of Vegas, I'm R.J. Bell with Steve Cofield talking to Urban Meyer and the right and wrong of it. And in a moment, and literally in a moment, we're going to get to the odds and the numbers around it. And I do think it's right that we talked about the bigger issues first before the numbers. Here's the thing. Any feeling person hates the idea of anyone being abused, a child, a woman, a man. It doesn't matter. Any feeling person doesn't want an innocent you know, someone does, you know, I don't know when you deserve it. You know, you could say, well, if a murderer gets hit by a guard, maybe it's okay. But in general, we don't want innocent, good people don't want innocent people abused, right? That's easy. So if you just say, there was abuse and someone should have done something, I'll agree. But who should have done what? So please don't mistake this for us saying, oh, football's first or coaches shouldn't be held accountable. I just think it's dangerous to always wish for the best result and then go back retroactively and talk about how people should have acted if there is two sides to it, meaning there's going to be people that that the police are, you know, I don't know what the percentage is of the police are called and, and the man wasn't at fault, but it's greater, you know, it's it's not totally insignificant. So if, if, if we're going to just fire people every time the police is called for a domestic dispute, there's going to be a lot of people fired and, and probably a percentage of them unfairly. Right. And reality is that's not going to happen because of the, uh, the legal process. Zach Smith, Zach, you could tell already in the conversations he had two today, Zach Smith, the fired coach, radio interview, ESPN interview, in his comments, he seemed to absolve Urban of a lot of the blame and pointed it at Gene Smith, and he also said... Now, how, is, how did he explain it to me? How did he blame Gene Smith? And Gene Smith is the... The athletic director. And, so, and how did he blame him? So Gene Smith knew about it. He called him. He demanded that he come back from a recruiting trip. I think it was in Florida. They all... What year was this? Uh, that was 2015. I okay. mean, right, right when the incident was happening. So in two different cases, he seemed to say, hey, uh, Gene knew about it. Urban knew about it but really gene it was ultimately gene's responsibility but he but he also he fell back into uh, i thought pretty clear language that i'm going after ohio state and that i've been terminated wrongfully okay so um oh so his point is now that's interesting right so his legal side is going to be i shouldn't even have been fired right and, the, and and there's a big chunk of people on the other side saying he should have been fired sooner. He defended the, so the two, isn't that interesting? The two most serious uh, altercations he defended, or he said that he was in a defensive position. One was marks on her neck that she she was being choked. The other was a cut on her hand. He said he was defending himself. So and again, that's what any any murderer is going to say he didn't do it. Mm-hmm. Any abuser is going to say he didn't do it. But sometimes they don't. That's why we have a legal system. And but. But here's something else, though. As a company, you can say, as an organization, you can say, and I don't know about, oh, it's a state institution, so they got to do things differently. But at pregame.com, if someone, if I think there's a 60% or, I don't know, what's the number? Right? So it's an interesting question, Cofield. You 
have your show here locally. You're the boss of that show in a way. If you wanted to fire your producer, you could, right? Pretty much. Is if you thought there was a 10% chance that your producer, a male, and you actually have a female producer, so this is a hypothetical. If you thought a male producer had a 10% chance he was beating his wife, what would you do? Oh, I would get rid of him. Even if it's 10%. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, and I'm, that, I'm that, saying, that, what do you that, do? And that's the quandary we're all in when we you know, demand that standards are put on Urban Meyer, and then you look on yourself, and you're like, wait, what would I do, or what did I do? Because I'll be honest with you, I don't know where the number is. I mean, my gut tells me if I thought there was a, a 30% chance, mm-hmm. I probably don't want to risk having that guy around. But why not 25? I mean, it's like it's such and, – and that's why there's a legal system. And the reality is back in the day, this stuff wouldn't be so front and center on social media. It's breaking live in front of our eyes, and it makes sense we have opinions. But I think sometimes they're premature. Let's get to those Ohio State numbers, the win total, chances of winning the Big Ten Championship, and RJ will tell us where to go. That's coming up straight out of Vegas, Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas, Steve Cofield, R.J. Bell. We're going to talk McGregor odds. Yes. Ohio State odds. Johnny Manziel. I mean, we got a ton of stuff in this last jam-packed segment of the hour. You made a good point, though. You were talking about, hey, listen, whatever the bar is for this Coach Smith to get let go, the bar probably has to be a little... The bar to let him go, meaning how... Uh, at what point do you say enough's enough? The fact that kids are involved now, listen, when you watch them on the field, they don't feel like kids, right? Most, I mean, what percentage of 40-year-old men could beat up a, a, right. you know, a typical college football player? Very small percentage, right? But they're still emotionally for sure and, and age-wise, they're kids to some degree. Now, we can debate, well, the, those same ages go to war and we can debate how good that is or not, but... Uh, the fact of the matter is there are kids involved. So I think that does point to maybe, you know, the firing should have came a little sooner. You know, I, I get that. And I also think to be, you know, talk both sides of it. You know, I asked you, Cofield, is there any other reason they fired him recently other than this story was going to come out? And you haven't seen any. No, it was so coming it, to light and they had sat on it and hoped, uh, you know, they could kind of keep it quiet for like 18 months and it was going to explode. So it's time to go. Boy, I think once you know that the story's coming out, you almost got to not fire him. So it looks so it, at that point, you can say, here was our rationale. And yeah. OK, if we want to reexamine it, let's reexamine it. But did they think firing him was going to help anything this late in the game? So, I mean, listen, a lot of mistakes made here. The question is how big. The mistakes were, and obviously, hopefully, the truth comes out and and justice prevails. Now, let me make one last point, and I don't think I've heard anyone else make this. Anybody, if you're an 18 year old kid and you're one of the top 20 players in the country, and you're thinking of Ohio State, and in scenario A, Ohio State was anytime there's any trouble, we don't mess around. You get fired, you know, you're going to get fired right away. Players are going to get suspended and kicked off the team, whatever. Let, let's just say it's like a, a Catholic school, right? Anything, when I say Catholic school, I mean old school nuns with the ruler type things. Or in scenario B, it's, hey, listen, if there's shenanigans going on, we're going to try to hide them. And if they come out, yeah, you're going to have to pay the price. Otherwise, you're protected here, baby. Coaches and players. What percentage of the top 20 players? are going to think, I'm not going to Ohio State.
because they're too permissive, because they're not, they don't follow the rules enough. It seems to me that when most 18-year-old kids probably love Scar, like Scarface is one of their favorite movies, and rap music, and just, and, and when I say rap music, I mean the idea of, you know, fight the power and against the authority. Does this hurt? Like, if Urban Meyer stays as coach, does this hurt Ohio State or maybe even help him? Recru- I, don't know, I don't know if it helps them because I guess they have to lay that out specifically like you just said. But well, I, the kids I, are going to know. I, I oh, they're gangster. Urban Meyer's gangster. You don't think that phrase has been said? I don't think it hurts them. And, and, and again, we're not saying this is a good thing. We're just talk, trying to talk reality yep. here. All right, let's talk. Oh, you got Speak. some of the odds. Let's run the odds. Okay. Uh, ten and a half over under win total, and that's for the regular season. What do you do? I go under there because yep. I think if he's if he's out, though I think it's less than fifty percent that Urban Meyer doesn't coach this year. I think it's around fifty though. It's not that far off. If he's out, I think the right number is ten. And Brad Powers will be on tomorrow night. Remember, straight out of Vegas, ten o'clock to midnight tomorrow night Pacific, right here on Fox Sports Radio. Um, he says it's about a half point downgrade without Meyer. I think there's about a fifty percent half game downgrade. I think there's about a 50% chance he's gone, so I think 10.5 is too high. But I'm only betting with an eye towards there's a chance Meyer won't coach. Big 10 championship, plus 155 on the S. And what was the odds before? I don't think anything's moved. Uh, you know what? I saw some stories today with three different sportsbook uh, directors, and they weren't moving anything. So uh, the, Hardly at all. So they took it off the board for a while. Yep, for a ba- day. Back on the board and no big, which I think is another sign they're projecting he, that he's not going to be gone. Because it's hard to say him being... Uh, gone. Urban Meyer being gone would have an effect. By the way, I had that number wrong. Big Ten Championship was minus 125. It's now uh, minus 110. Okay. Plus 155 was college uh, football playoff odds that they were going to make the college football okay, playoff. So, to, so they moved a tiny bit. Yeah, so I think it makes sense. And even if it's just hu- it, it, a emotional reaction saying, oh, this is probably a bad thing. You're a UFC guy, uh, you know, a true specialist, Cofield. What are the odds on this McGregor fight? So Nurmagomedov is minus 200. He was 230 in some spots, early money coming in on Connor, and I've seen the Connor number drop already from plus 160 to plus 150. Okay, so Connor McGregor is a clear underdog, yes. though the early money is on him. The most famous guy in MMA who fought crossover fight against Mayweather is a sizable dog. Okay, quickly, Johnny Menzel, <laughs> how would you characterize? He that? was terrible. 11 of 20, four interceptions, lasted... Basically three quarters, rushed for like four yards. He was awful, awful, awful. Well, listen, it's true. I actually thought Manziel had a chance to make an NFL roster. We made a bet on that. You took the yes, he will make a roster, plus 170. I think we're you're going to I, I said we're talking about it tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we are out of here. We'll see you tomorrow. Straight out of Vegas, Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas! At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. 
Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 